dude, next bazooka, we should pod if it's halfway decent, we should grill outside while we bazooka. Okay. <laughs> do you want to do that? Should I keep this? Because I pressed record and he said, dude. Oh, of course. You want me to keep this in the thing before they listen to it, before a song goes on, or want me to restart recording? Oh, I don't care. We can start it right now if you want. Whatever. This is uncant. This is how we are, man. You're right. We're thinking right now about making the show better for you guys. Next Grill it outside. Next bazooka. I like that. We're going to be outside maybe if the weather permits. <laughs> That's so funny. You guys got a rare clip of pre-show talk, and I did like a quick jerk and like my finger just clicked the record button <laughs> pre you know pre pre-clicked yeah and, and you guys got to hear some back stuff that's good that was good right I like that this is like this is extra content that isn't extra content yeah it's your content it's, it's all for you now it's normal content <sighs> we did that for this, you this is how we <laughs> meant to start it Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. Time. Thanks for listening, everyone, to a journey through time and stuff. Here's a message from our sponsors. Do you feel like you're lacking inspiration in your life? Do you just want to score more touchdowns? I just want to underwater basket weave one more time. I used to drive for three nights straight, no problem. You need Kablarg. Ever since I started taking Kablarg, my mustache has stopped itching so much. I think I feel good. A little bit better, I guess. I hope so. Buddy. Yo, everybody. What's up? How you doing out there? This is another journey through time and stuff. We got a sick beat just to make you guys feel yeah. good about uh, yourselves. Yeah. We want you guys to get hyped up. We yeah. want you guys to be like, oh man. Boom. Finally. Boom. Maybe you're in your car. Boom. You know, Boom. Maybe you're Boom. in the gym. Maybe. Who knows? Boom. But we want you to be excited maybe about life. Yeah, maybe you're a woman. Maybe you're a man wanting to be a woman or a woman wanting to be a man. It doesn't matter. All that stuff. It's soul. It's it's who you be yourself. And you love that. And you go out into the world, and you spread your little seed. You make that seed a positive one. You make that tree cast shadows over the haters because they don't deserve the sun. True that. Right. True that. And you just you be that tree, and you freaking soak in all those rays, and you just get bigger, baby. You just get bigger. At night, when I'm holding my baby close to me, I hold her tight. Real tight. And then we go on a journey through time and stuff. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we are here, humans. We have arrived, my fellow humans. Ha, ha, ha. We have come on a wonderful and glorious hump day at you again. It's true. It's true. <sighs> That's how we're going to start bazookas from now on. Right? Minus like the part you heard before, the real starting part. <laughs> Just the crazy mind-blowing. Dude, I've been yeah. listening to that 
It's good. No, we're going to give you a little bit of just, 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 and then I've been trying to live it, man. I've been trying to live that minute and eight seconds of wonderful you just heard right before we started talking crazy. That's that's life, man. Yep. Ap- apply that to you and just live that. That's what we try to do. Right. And if you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Go back because you have the technology on any device and any way you're listening to us right now. Go back. Re-listen to that. Go back, re-listen to it again. When the sick beat starts, that when that's when you start paying attention. And he says, buddy. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, because he's telling, talking to you, buddy. Buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Anyways, man. <laughs> glad to be here. Oh, this, man. This is awesome. That it was. You know, so first of all, I'm on like, I feel like I'm on a natural body high right now. Uh, I can um, tell, man. I, I'm You're just, hyped up. You're on the edge of your seat. I've, dude, I am. I'm You're s- bubbling. You're boiling over, it's, man. It's the, it's like, it's the running, man. It's the, yeah. it's the going and running and then lifting a bunch of heavy weights and stressing our bodies out and then running again. Mm-hmm. And like, we hauled on the run back from the gym today. Oh, yeah. I feel like it was like natural because it was like the strain and the stress and the push yeah. and trying to just lift and do arms. And then the run home was just like... No. It was a nice cool down, but we hauled. We didn't have any stops. Right. Traffic it was perfect for us today. Right. And we didn't have any cars in our way the whole way. No hold up. Yep. As soon as we got outside the gym, the light was, you know, we waited for a sec, but it was, yep. yeah. Not Dude, bad. it was good. It was a good run. It's right there. But man, the running, it, it invigorates you. You know, it gets adrenaline pumping your everything in your body, just mm-hmm. moving. Endorphins are flowing. Heck yeah. And, uh, I mean, I probably feel somewhat equivalent to, okay, if you if you took like the m- modern day equivalent of what we just did, that being the stress factor, and then multiplied it by like a thousand and set it back like a thousand years and we were chasing prey with spears, you know, I can only imagine what that kind of stress and adrenaline rush oh, must man. have been like for, I mean, you know, running for the day to catch your prey. I just remember... Uh, <laughs> I, I remember running through the woods, like trying to um, evade the police <laughs> oh, <laughs> after yeah. a party. Remember, like go to a party and then the party gets Didn't, broken we up. We did that and, at my birthday party, allegedly. Well, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have done that together. Yeah, but um, that's okay though. You know. Not because we were guilty of anything other than being Hood teenagers ones. that were like, oh, we I'm gonna have a beer. Yeah, we didn't even hurt anything. No, no, no. We were just we were just out causing a ruckus and making noise, and people didn't like our noise. I mean, man, we were in the we were in the middle. We we were literally in the middle of the woods. Well, by the road in a, in the middle of the woods, like no one's around. It's like one in the morning. Yeah. We're not interrupting anybody. We're not buying Alaska, houses. And we're in Alaska. Yeah, we're in Alaska. Literally in the middle of nowhere. In the woods by a road, just partying. Um, and we're just making a lot of noise and, you know, throwing snowballs and things like that. And just might have pissed off people. <laughs> we're kids. Yep. And I'm not even upset. And the, maybe the another time that I felt the exhilaration and it was also being, Ooh. and I might've even told this story once. Not on the podcast. Maybe if not. If you're talking about the river one. No, not the river oh. one. Oh, Lord have mercy. The river one. <clears throat> I was talking about, uh, one time a, a friend of mine, me and him were hunting. We were kids and we shot a bunny with a bow and arrow 
and it shrieked. It screamed oh, super, super oh, loud. That's such a terrifying noise. But it shot through the bunny. It like got through it. Like it was stuck. Bunny cried. It was crazy. Um, but we wanted to retrieve the arrow because it was stuck in it. It ran with the arrow in it. That's crazy. And it was fast, faster than us. And we were fast. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, so rabbits, it was rabbits really, are fast. Really fast. <laughs> Especially with an arrow in it. Oh, God. It was nuts. That's crazy. I have a weird arrow. I think we might have got the arrow back. I have a weird arrow. I think it wiggled out, but we didn't get the freaking rabbit back. Dude, that's nuts. I have a weird arrow story, too. When I was like eight, my dad had a friend over, and he had a bow and arrow, and he like was a bow hunter. Mm-hmm. And me and my dad would go out and on the weekends and hunt grouse. Heck Early yeah. Saturday mornings, go out in the back dirt roads and just walk along dirt roads and look for grouse, five, six in the morning, you know, something like that, carrying along my 22. And while well, my dad's friend was visiting and he he had his bow. And so we told him that we were waking up to go grouse. And as soon as sunrise happened, um, you know, it's springtime. And so it's frosty and it's nice and brisk. And we have our fucking coats on and we're walking. Sun's just coming up. And I mean, I have my 22. My dad had his 22 and the guy had his bow mm-hmm. and he had some light bird arrows. They weren't big, heavy arrows. Yeah. Um, and so we're going looking for grouse. All of a sudden we walk around and we see a bunch of them, a ga- just like a gaggle. If, if they were a gaggle, yeah. if that was the terminology for a group of them. That's they were what all, they were. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I remember like, ooh. We're going to get one. And so aiming, 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 taking our time, you know, being super stealthy and quiet. And oh, yeah. Me and my dad fire, same time, you know, wanting to not, like, disturb we don't want to disturb them. So me and my dad both fire at the same time. They only hear one shot. Boom. We each get one. And then they fly because he wanted them to fly so he could hit one with his bow mm. for whatever reason. Anyway, so they scatter out of the tree they're in. Um, and this one big one takes off and it's flying super slow. And he... Shoots the bow, shoots the arrow, and it goes right through it. Not like pass through, but into it in the breast, across under its wings. Oh, yeah. And so it was only in the breast. It didn't penetrate Uh. like into the chest cavity, we don't think. And it didn't hit like veins or anything. It was all in the breast meat, what we think anyway, because we never found the bird Mm. or the fucking arrow. It kept flying and just hopped into a tree. And then we were trying to fucking scramble into the oh, tree because yeah. it took off into the woods and we were on the road so we had to break through the brush on the side of the road get into the woods past the first layer of trees and then we're in the woods mm. and it's just going tree to tree and just taking off dude and we never found it we wa- we were out there me and my dad carrying our grouse because he wouldn't give up finally we oh, yeah. left me and my dad left because we want to go back and eat breakfast heck yeah and yeah. he stayed out there for another couple hours finally came back and he says, man, I went everywhere. And the grouse, he never found the grouse mm. or the arrow. And it was, I mean, it, it flew away with an arrow in it. Yeah, that's horrible. <sighs> that's why I just say, fucking bring a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Knock him dead. Yep. Crazy, man. Yeah. I like, I don't know. I like a lot of different forms of hunting. Yeah. I don't know. It's cool. As catching, long as it's first. I mean, subsistence, not not sport. Yeah. I don't agree exactly, with sport hunting. Exactly. Oh, dude. I freaking got so many grouse, man. I like them right down to the freaking heart, man. Oh, I'll eat. Yeah. <laughs> heart. You fry up everything. Liver. Gizzard. Everything, oh, man. No, fucking good. grouse gizzards. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Nah. Jada, I, we used to have a 22, you know, a couple of years ago when we lived back in Alaska. And me and Jada, we went 
stupid chicken hunting a couple of times, grouse hunting. Um, and we would, we got a couple of them and Jade always yeah. said they were a little gamey. They well, they too, are. They're being, it's, it's game. Hey, well, that's the thing. And prepped and, or well, prepared. It's been yeah. flying and eating little pizzas of gravel. And then when berries are around, berries are around. But, but for the no, most part, they eat like little chunks of gravel. It's actually what food's supposed to taste like. That's the thing is what, what yeah. they taste like. That's what food tastes mm-hmm. like. They're not. I think it's good. I think it's naturally like salty. And and it makes like yeah, it's naturally a little salty. It mm. tastes like real meat. You can they're oh, yeah. dark, the meat is dark. Plus, I like to chew shit. You know well, what I mean? Like I don't know. I honestly I like think it. it I, I honestly think it makes you feel like it brings you back in touch with a little bit of your primitive side, I, yeah, tasting dude. that kind of stuff. Fucking versus <laughs> versus. I mean, I mean, what is natural about oh, tearing cellophane with your finger and pulling in the meat that's been bleached and sat? Out of uh-huh. a styrofoam kit. I mean, that's, and then eating that and going, oh, this is what meat tastes like. Well, no, this is, it's not act like you, yeah. you have cow that you get or you have like elk or something like that, mm. moose. <sighs> oh, yeah. That's meat. Worlds apart. Totally. I don't know, man. Um, It's good. Meat's good. Hunting's good. I like that. Yep. It's weird how we got on that topic we were talking but about. Hey, motivation. Is. It's well, it's motivating to do that. We were talking, you know, we're talking about feeling good and being out and something. Mm-hmm. And I think naturally just, you're gonna talk well, about like, what you'd put in. Of course, <laughs> of course. Well, you know, it's it's important, I think, other than we were talking about running and feeling good about it, I think it's important just to go outside and like you, we were talking about earlier, breathe in the fresh air. Oh like, yeah. Like it's fresher than inside. You could be like, oh, there's smog and cars and driving, and there I could see finding negatives about it. But you're outside and you're breathing other things in. You're introducing some mm. little foreign bodies. It's you know, I don't making making your immune system work a little bit. You're oh, getting, yeah. taking in the sun even. I mean, yeah, all the, kinds that's of the biggest thing, man. Feeling that sun on your face. Oh yeah, it's hard not to feel a little elated with some sun on your face. Well, I was like, we were sitting there, and Johnson came into the. Jim today when we were oh, at the yeah. thing and he yeah. was just smiling he's like look at you guys you're all happy too <laughs> and then he was instantly like tomorrow's gonna suck yeah, <laughs> and did. I'm just like what's uh, up no you hold you? it through man hold yeah, it yeah, through he he's, was like, kinda... he's like but I looked at my weather app and it just said it's all going away I'm like man you're letting your your weather app dictate your happiness oof like <laughs> that's a little little strange a little it might be a sign of times coming and I'll cheers to that oh man um, no, but it's, I don't know, sure. feeling super motivated, super awesome. And actually today when I was at work and I was, I actually did the biggest lift I've done yet at my job today. How many inches, bruh? Seven and a half inch lift. Dude. It's, it was jacked. It was a, it <laughs> massive. Was a, it, it was a, it was a 2011 Chevy 1500 short bed. So yeah. Okay. Half ton, little half ton truck, short bed. It wasn't a big truck really. Uh-huh. And, uh. Yeah, seven and a half inch fucking lift, dude. It made the lift a little easier being smaller. Probably. Yeah, smaller truck. It's super easy. I mean, it was a really easy install. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <sighs> jacked that fucking truck up there, dude. I was impressed. And then, <laughs> well, and then like we we drove it out. I drove it. I test drove it today, and it still had a stock tires on it, which were like thirty one inch tires. But the guy's mm-hmm. picking it up, and then he's gonna put thirty sevens on it. 37 inch tires so that's gonna push the truck up like another three inches four inches up into the air Mm. wow he's going 37 on 20 inch rims 37 inch tires just big old fucking tires and rims on that thing and it's a bright red truck chevy truck jeez kind of obnoxious yeah a little bit 
he was really short. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I didn't want to go there, but he was a really tiny dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's compensating a little bit. I don't want to say that either, but yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for your money. Moving on. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yep. That was it. Speaking of that, um, oh God, I wish I remembered his name. Who we talked to at the gym today? Oh yeah. Um, one of our good friends. You know. Well, you know, acquaintances, we see him all the time. And I guess not good enough friend to remember his name, obviously, right, right. but you know, we, he's, he's, he's a nicer, older gentleman, um, that is in the gym and big guy. I mean, he, you could tell he was really buff, like 15, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, but and he's still, you know, big, he's definitely in shape. He works hard, but we saw yeah. him today. And when we were walking into the gym, we just finished running to the gym and we walked up and Jason noticed this fucking really nice triumph motorcycle sitting outside and it was like a little street bobber is that what they call those like his style or yeah um yeah kind of more of a bobber style yeah and so it was out and really nice and clean looking and you mm. know commenting on it and then we walked in we were just starting our set and uh we saw, oh man his name almost came it really almost came right out of my mouth um uh, uh, okay and anyways <laughs> anyway oh, wow. we saw him walking toward us and he was carrying a helmet and i was like oh hey man good to see you and he's like hey good to see you guys i was like can you motorcycle out there <laughs> oh yeah and he, he goes oh yeah so that, yes it is and it's like well that's cool man because jason rides oh yeah and then they then you guys like had a little moment had a little moment talking about riding and then you, then it became apparent that i didn't have a motorcycle and so <laughs> he was like do you have one and you looked at him he's like no, he doesn't have one. I saw it. <laughs> not that it was like a disgrace thing on me, but no, not at all. But it was definitely like the motor. Like he motors, wanted it. Yeah, he wanted it. Like it was right. a motorcycle club thing. It was like I know you got your thing. You well, know of I mean? course, but so. but it, it allowed me to open the category of uh. well. I can't afford a motorcycle because I'm building a car. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, you're building a car? And right. asked the question. And so now he like wants us to come over and like like check out. He has a 78 Ford F-150 Right. And like, yeah, you know, cool. he wants, he says his horn doesn't work. So he wants, you know, he wants me to come <laughs> over and look at his truck because his horn oh, don't man. work. Hopefully that's and, uh, not some sort of weird innuendo. Like, come over and look at my horn. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Yeah. You never know. Sometimes the gym is a weird place. I don't know. We met We're just Hal. joking. We, well, We're just joking. Kind of. We met Hal. <laughs> yeah. And not that Hal was weird, but no, it threw me off. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with it, but. Uh-huh. I just wasn't. A, yeah. Didn't expect Hal to be a. You know, yeah, gay man, which there's nothing wrong with. Not at all. But and I don't want that to be like one of those explaining things like, oh, you're just mansplaining that. No, I really mean that, dude. Like, there's absolutely. Right. I just wasn't expecting it kind of just because the way, he, you know, naturally carried himself. Maybe it was yeah. my fault that that's the. My, I was judging. Yeah. Or, oh, or well, maybe, I don't know. I don't want to say judging because it was like just it, w- it just wasn't. He thought se- up. Well, I mean, I don't know. If, if I had to say anything, I would say maybe he seemed, he seemed more outwardly masculine. Yeah. Than the a lot than of the other the a lot of the gay gentlemen that I know. Yeah. Well, and also he that, seems more or, masculine, even more masculine than some of the straight guys I know man. that are in that gym that go there. Exactly. Yeah. And, of and course. And you know that they're straight because they're going there with girls too. Right. You right. Know, I mean, they yeah. Can, and it, but no, it, no. I mean, he was. You know, he's a very well put together man and right you know which mm-hmm. dude it was i don't know it's uh, yeah. it just shows me that there's no judging like we're and all there's we're no all, line there, yeah really there's nothing like there's no way to tell ev- is, every anyone could be anyone man exactly it doesn't matter what you might see or 
dude, that guy is, I don't know, he's pretty inspiring yeah, in his own way. He, dude, like, he rips it up. He rips it up. He's working hard. He's putting in mm-hmm. hard sets. And he's swe- every time he's leaving, he's sweating. And, like, yeah. I see him over, like, he's he always no working problem hard. problem or, like, just no. saying, like, my husband works here. And, yeah. you know, like. No, and that's, like, it's it's a, I mean, like, it literally felt to me, I mean, and I don't want this to sound, like, weird either. But, mm-hmm. like, I don't. It felt it was so comfortable of a conversation. Like there, I, I I don't know. Yeah. There's nothing weird about it. I I, I like and I like that a lot. I love yeah. and I love the fact that, dude. Like our gym is the epitome of diversity. Oh we, yeah. We literally have everybody from every walk of life in our gym. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, really. Oh yeah. Um, and I love it. Yeah. I love it. I feel good. I don't really want to like just randomly like just start naming off all these stereotypes or but, ty- of, of of culture. You but know, we got it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean I don't want to say anything. Go go down. You know, no, go go across like an NBC TV line for an evening, and all the different stereotypes that they play out. We have that in our gym, and then some. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Um, and I love it, man. I and, yeah. and every We're single good friends with a lot of people. I, well, well I don't fr- gym friends. Gym friends. It's a different thing. I mean, if you go to the gym, you know there's, it is. There's people who are friendly and smile and look at everybody in the eye, and there's the ones that keep their heads down. Yeah. And I would say the majority of people in our gym smile at each other, man. Right. I really feel and it. recognize yeah. hard work. Yeah. I think that, too. I think it's like, I don't know, when we're right next to the group of guys that were off to our right today. Oh, we yeah. We know them. Well, we know one guy. The other our guy Latino was kind bros, of, dude. Yeah, that's dude. It. Like, like, they were... They were they're always there. They're always in there. They're always laughing, joking, smiling. Uh, and like, there's always three or four of them or five of them like working right. and they're together and I they're know. like coaching each other through sets. And like right. a couple of them are bigger, a couple of them are smaller. Mm. And like, you can tell they're like getting their friends motivated in it. I don't know. Mm. Super positive. Mm. One I think of, the guy that came today was brand new too. Like, yeah. I hadn't signed yeah. people up. Yep. It's like, man, I don't know. It's cool. It's a, good for them. It's a really good it's feeling. Stuff. It's it, it. I like it because like I go in there, man, and like I feel like it's just a a great representation of what humanity is. Like, really, it's just people who like I know that, it, like, there's you know I don't I don't know how to quite put this into words. Actually, my brain's talking, working faster than my mouth is right now. But I feel like it being such a cultural melting pot allows for really good community feeling man mm-hmm. I don't, no mm-hmm. one i don't think anybody walks in there and feels out of place i definitely don't yeah i actually feel welcomed i walk inside like mm-hmm. i don't know there's only one guy that's weird that i can think of and he takes his shoes off and walks around and he's weird well yeah that's but he's of, he's nice but he is nice like that's the thing he's nice he's really nice actually he just he's but he that's that's what i'm talking about that's the weirdest thing yeah he's, that's he's the really weirdest nice thing in our gym and he just off. takes off his shoes and walks around and i can see his footprints like his sweaty feet f- footprints on the rest of the gym and you floor. can see it like dry as he walks away like three steps away yeah it's like hot humid stickiness <laughs> yeah and then all of a sudden it's like dry yeah and then there's the one little guy who grunts really loud. He's, yeah. And he also sings sometimes. Remember, bad. He like, yeah. He doesn't have a good voice at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, like no, that. exactly like That's that. Awesome. And then big Not, loud grunts. Yeah. <laughs> like those ones, man. Yeah. He gets these real guttural, like yeah. But can, not not like uh, like no, it's up there. 
<laughs> oh and man it, yeah it's weird man i don't know <laughs> you're better at that than me <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh i don't know i love it though because like that's not bad no, no one's in there like hating on somebody or like you know i don't know man it it makes me the feel worst really thing we good. ever saw happen there someone died <laughs> yeah that's that's <laughs> i mean that's pretty that's pretty crappy I think that brought everybody in the gym that day together Closer. just a little more. Dude, we, yeah. we we ripped it for where we were at that day. We, you know, we for did Lance. it. Yeah, we did. Damn, it's been like three months since that happened. Yeah. That was our fifth episode, I think. Yeah. That happened. I that was think, crazy. I want to say that was crazy. Uh, that was like three months ago. Yeah. Whew. Look at us now. Yeah, I think you noticeably we look different a little bit. Our body, our physiques look different for bigger. sure. We're still not posting gym pics on the uh, on the time and stuff page yet, <sighs> dude. Honestly, I was getting really close to, mm. and then I saw Elias's picture, and I was like, F- I can't post a picture yet. <laughs> I guess that that's really where my brain went. I'm being honest; like it it made me. Just, he's a sexy man. He's and he. You can fit. You can look at him and like me knowing Elias since we've you know as long as we both have known him. I mean, oh, yeah. not just me, but of course, um, we've, dude. Look, I mean, looking at the two, the stark comparison between oh, that, yeah. like that. You look at him, and that's the definition of hard work, man. Yeah, two different dudes, kind of. Yeah, in, you know, no, it is always the same. Like, hey, dude, even his mind is he's his mindset's a little different now. He does not party as hard as he used to, oh, and yeah. I think he likes it. He does a lot of other things hard. He does, <laughs> you know, dude, dude, he just replaced music, it. And music and gym hard, man. Drive, like They're on tour yeah. right now, and they're killing it. They have a big tour. Oh, yeah. They're going fucking all over. I know they are. Can't wait to have I'm, them in here, man. Yeah, so guys, back. the first... We're saying this right now because it's official. The first week of um, June, June 6th, we're going to have Elias and Nathan Nelson from Noise Brigade. Ow, ow back in here so Elias and then he Nathan's a guitarist slash vocalist mm-hmm. second vocalist They're, they switch off him and Doug oh, yeah. um, but we'll have them in here they'll talk about their tour they'll talk about their new album they'll talk about all the wonderfulness that they have going man I mean we'll get to hear some of their new tracks and and stuff they show and you know who knows what's gonna happen it's gonna be a fun right. time they're gonna share some cool stories fuck man. yeah no they're great those guys are fucking awesome ah good times dude should we so Tonight we had planned to have a small phone conversation with my dad because um, he's he he turned seventy this year. He turned seventy in June, um, June fourteenth, and this Friday he goes under the knife for back surgery. Pretty intensive stuff. They're going in there cleaning up eight vertebrae. They're opening up pretty big, cleaning up all the cartilage and everything out of eight vertebrae. Um, rebuilding a couple discs fusing one he has one that's basically almost gone so they're fusing his l l5 and l6 lumbar vertebrae down his lower back um and i don't know it's gonna be a pretty big surgery yeah but so we are gonna have a phone call with him tonight um and i've been talking to him for like two days about and uh so i tried to call him tonight before the podcast and of course he's not there he's doing something else I think we should try and call him one more time. We're going to put him on the spot. See if he'll even answer. This will be fun. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen right now. And if, you know, if it, if it's his answering machine, maybe we'll, you know, just prank him. We're going <laughs> to leave no. him a fucking... <laughs> he knows it's you. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be any fun. 
We could try. We're just gonna leave him a fucking, fucking, fucking funny message. Why not? If he if he doesn't answer, which I don't think he will. I, who knows what he's doing? Right. He's probably asleep. He might have passed out. Your call has been forwarded to oh, an automatic voice message system. Nine zero seven right. three. Nine. Actually, I'm not gonna do that because you guys. I don't want you to hear his um, phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like, good idea. Yeah, it didn't say Dicky or something like that. So I'm just not gonna finish that. That's okay. <laughs> he didn't answer. True. We just won't do that. Oh well. Anyway, yeah. But but so he's he's turning seventy. He went into for his pre surgery checkup, and he has completely like clean everything. They did lung scans, talk screen, urine samples, oh, yeah. blood analysis. Um. You know, his heart rate and everything is great. Um, blood pressure is phenomenal. Like, he's super, like, they're, the doctor that, his main uh, surgeon, the guy that's consultant with, that's doing the back surgery and everything, um, could not believe that, so, like, all the doctor had before he met my dad was his x-rays. And he was just looking at the the spine x-rays. He didn't know my dad's stature or anything. Uh-huh. And just by looking at his neck x-rays and his back x-rays, the doctor thought that this was like a 70-year-old crumpled man in a wheelchair. Yeah. They didn't realize that he's six foot three and uh-huh. 260 pounds and stands up straight. And, and rides his bike. And rides his bike 10 miles time. a day and, and can still split cords of wood with uh-huh. an axe and like, you know. Yeah. You know, they didn't, and and the, he couldn't believe that my dad was doing these things and walking around with basically a broken back. Oh, yeah. He had a fractured vertebrae for 14 <laughs> years or 18 years, something weird like that, dude. And he just worked and did everything with a fracture, like, just it's broken away. It's it's actually really bad. Mm. Um, but, yeah, the doctor couldn't believe it. And then so they did all the talk screen and stuff, and... um you know, checking all everything, platelet counts and all that stuff before. <sighs> hey, there we go. Look at that. We're, We're just talking about him. Face. <laughs> Hello. Buddy, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, man. I took a nap and I fucking didn't hear a phone or nothing. Well, that's okay because we're fucking live on the show right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we're doing it. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I looked when I woke up. I looked at my phone. I saw the I missed um, calls, but I thought it was somebody else until I looked to see who the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, that's hilarious. It totally blew, totally blew my mind. I, I totally forgot it was Wednesday. I kind of had one thing on my mind, and then uh, that took up both neurons. Yeah, um, I bet you're talking about your surgery coming up, huh? Yeah, Friday, 10 a.m. Yeah, I was actually just uh, kind of going over, um, you know, everything. All your your diet, your inspection came back 100 percent clean. That's a mind-boggling phenomenon. <laughs> yeah, why, why don't you tell everybody about that a little bit? I am live on the air. Yeah, yeah, man. right now, man, we're live. Good thing I did. I saved the fart for later. Um, <laughs> well, to be to begin with, uh, 
I already told him. Um, I already told him you're 70 and the kind of pre stuff about um about like where all the bad shit about your back and how it's gotten to now. Okay. So what do you want to know? Well, I want to hear about your kind of consultation with the doc after he got your screen back and everything was 100% clean and what your thoughts are on that. Oh, well, on my on the, on the physical poking and prodding um, and everything, uh, besides getting to see a lot of nice-looking nurses uh, and stuff, <laughs> um, the, well, my blood pressure is low. But the odd thing about that is that I took my blood pressure at one place and it was like 138 over 86 or something high. Yeah. yeah. And then I went, then I went to this other place and it was 128 over 78, which is just about my normal. And, uh, I asked him, what the hell's going on? He says, well, did they do it manually or by machine? And I said, well, they got a machine. He says, well, that, that blood, those blood pressure machines take, they read the blood pressure while they're pressuring up. The manual one reads the blood pressure while coming down, you know. Gotcha. Huh. So I felt 20 years younger after my second blood pressure reading. That's good. That's good. <laughs> good, mm-hmm. good news. What blows me away is my chest x-ray turned out clean and clear, and I've been smoking half my life. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? Perfect. It really is. I think it's all that years of singing rock and roll and, and stuff. Probably. <laughs> well, and then, I think and then, pot has something. Yeah, I was just going to say, the marijuana has probably something to do with it. <laughs> I think I think the good herb has something to do with it, too. Yeah. Yep. Yep, keep you clean. But yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, man, that good bill of health at 70 years old, partying as hard in your life as you did. <laughs> I don't, well, yeah, that's, well, you know, legitimately, for real, um, I, I I don't know, I think I'm just kind of lucky. Yeah. Um, you know, somewhere around 25 years old, I, I made a promise to the great spirit, and he held, he kept his bargain, and so did I. Yeah, what, what was that? Can you share that promise? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, you brought it up. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. The well, secret? I was at Lake Travis outside of Austin, Texas. And I was 25 years old. And I'd been running for probably three or four days nonstop. I don't know exactly, but it'd been a while. And uh, I was sitting out on the lake. It's, it's a place called Hippie Holler. I don't, I don't know if it still is or not, but it was called Hippie Holler back then. This is like in 72, I think. And I was feeling uh, 25 years old. I, you know, I, I was feeling pretty bulletproof for the most part and kind of had this epiphany that something had to, something had to go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah. I, said, I said, okay, I said, okay, okay. Um, I'll tell you, you know, Lord, if you, uh, because a lot of my friends told me, you'd be lucky, Dickie, if you lived past 25. And uh, so come on my 25th birthday, I made a promise to the Great Spirit. I said, if you you let me live past this year, I'll, I promise you good children. 
<laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. That was that was it. That was that's actually what it was. I'll, I'll be a good boy. And I'll, I'll, I'll promise you good children if you let me live. And so, uh, like, we both kept our bargains. Well, yeah, because I mean, shit, you made me. <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh, oh and that's three right. other pretty cool kids too alright did I share had I shared that with you before no sir no that's a first oh really I thought I told you guys about that yeah you you might have shared well, that just, but um huh? I said you might have shared that but it probably was when I was too young to know well that could that could be and the and the funny thing about that is I was uh Debating whether to come back to Seattle or not, and I'd already already met Judy. Okay. And 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 there was somebody down there that was um, could have been uh, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so but I, I made the decision to that part of the whole meditation thing was to go home or not and so i went back to seattle and then from there on of course it's all history but that was a trip i'll tell you what austin was a trip yeah you've uh man you you did you played you were playing music there at that time right no i ran a bar oh that was when you were running the bar okay i stumbled on me and this guy just hippie dude from Iowa who I took to Seattle with his girlfriend, Annie, we just, we got back down there. Well, this, this is another trip. And, um, and, uh, I was out, we got up one morning, we were going to go look for work. And I was walking down uh, Guadalupe street, which runs right by the university of Texas. Gotcha, and there's a gotcha. lot, of, there's, a, there's a lot, it's the main drag. And, and, uh, there's a lot of bars on that street. So caverns, and uh, so I figured I'd just see. I started by one end of the street and go up the other and see if I could get me a bar job. And first place I walked walked up to it was called the Waterhole Number Two. And this was like two o'clock in the afternoon or something. And uh, I, you know, morning one o'clock in, in the afternoon, something like that. <laughs> gotcha. And uh, walked in. Walked up to the place and the front door was open, but it was all dark inside. And uh, so I stuck, walked in, stuck my head in, and there's a pool table sitting just inside the door, and the coin changer, the the coin thing was on the floor. It looked busted. And then so I walked in a little further, and um, uh, everything was kind of rifled through, and the cash register was open. So I just turned around and walked out. Told Roger, I said, This place looks like it's been robbed. So I tried to decide what to do, and I said, Well, better just go in and find a phone and call us. I walked over, and I found the payphone on the wall, and there was a manager's number next to the payphone. And uh, gotcha. So I called that manager, her name was Elizabeth, and she was a tall, hot redhead. And <laughs> uh, Elizabeth. And so I called her and told her this, what happened, and she said, okay, I'll call the cops. She stayed there. I'll be right down. She's only a few blocks away. And she showed up, and she's gorgeous. <laughs> and then one thing led to another. We got to talk, and she says, well, what were you doing coming in here? Because they didn't open until 4. Okay, okay. 
I said, I said, well, I was looking for a job. <laughs> and so we got talking, and then the two lawyers in San Antonio owned the place, so she called them, and she told me, she said, well, I'll tell you what, I've been trying to find somebody to fill in for me because I'm leaving. And as I gave her my history, I'd worked at the Central Tavern in Seattle and Pioneer Square and the Brotherhood and all of these other places I had my long resume pouring beer. <laughs> and uh, so the next day I got hired. Wow. <laughs> Very cool. And I was, and I was running the place, not just, well, of course, it was only me. But, um, yeah, it turned out really, that's how I got that job. And I, I, I ran that place for four months, I think, five months, something like that. Really? Three, four, I don't know. And what, Roger, the hippie from Iowa, he got busted for a joint. Got him. He almost went to jail big time for one joint down there. Well, yeah, oh, Texas yeah, was pretty rough. bad. But he got probation. He, he got probation, but he was he was told he had to leave Texas. <laughs> oh, wow. But him and his girlfriend... You were busted for the same thing, and they went, oh, you poor little girl, you were... You were just swayed by this bad guy. They got a continuous running grand jury in Austin, Texas, where they used to. And you could get you could get twenty years for a fucking joint by their law. Then. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That was. I know. Yeah, that was pretty. And it it turns out that the the cop that busted him, his name was Luna Officer Luna, and. Um, it turns out that this place I was living outside of Austin uh, later on, a little place called Buddha, B-U-D-A, Buddha. Um, huh. It turned out that he would come out and buy pots from this, the people who I, who I used to crash with out in Buddha. <laughs> That's hilarious. So from then on, um, Officer Luna never fucked with me on at, at that bar. A couple other cops did. They do these raids. They'd start at one end of Guadalupe Street, and they, the bars would call each other. And by the time the call would get to me, I, I'd have the place all cleaned up, and they'd come in, and it looked it looked like a, a church meeting. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was a fun gig, man. And then finally, they just decided to close the place up. And when I got the job, I'd been run by a couple Mexicans. That were from around there, but then they weren't doing very good. And so I, I built the business up, brought in bands and and uh, and girls and stuff, and uh, they made some money for three or four months, whatever. I can't remember how long it was now. Very and then cool. they finally just stopped. they just decided to pull the plug on the whole thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Which was fine because I was ready to leave anyway. Yeah, of course, of you course. Know? Um, very cool. So, so, Hey man, so, so your surgery's on Friday. Um, yep. what's, um, what's, what kind of, I don't know, what's your pro thought process going into it? Like, are you doing some meditation? Are you, uh, I don't know. I don't know. What are you doing for, for your pre kind of planning for this thing? Cause it's, um, it's going, it's going as slow as, huh? I was going to say, it's going to be, this is like the, your biggest surgery, right? Oh yeah, man. This is big. This is a big one. Yeah. Do you know how? Uh, how I'm a. 
I was going to say, I'm do smoking you know- pot and, <laughs> and resting a lot. Good, good. Do you know how far up they have to open you up? Um. Well, I guess you, you mean the actual pr- procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, the actual procedure is they put about a, I think about two inch incision, and then they they go in, they open me up. I think I'm not quite sure how long the incision is. I should know that better. But anyway, they go in, and um, they uh, go in with with orthoscopic shit, and they look around, and then they. Um, Basically, what they're going to do is they're going to open me up. They're going to take in a, a, a Dremel tool, and they're going to grind away all this rotten um, arthritis I got in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is the main deal. They're going to grind that all away <laughs> down to the nerve root on L four and L five and around there, and they're going to they're going to suck out a but all the debris. They're going to open up the channels that the nerves come out of because it's all um, uh, calcified, yeah, calcified around there. And what they and they're going to open up around the nerves so that so they have room to heal. And uh, then um, my L four and L five vertebra are kind of offset. And the L five has a tendency to move in and out a little bit. <laughs> So they're going to align those. They're going to pull. The, they're going to grind up the rest of what disc is left in between L4 and L5. Um, then they're going to after they got everything all cleaned up and ready to go back together. They're going to they insert this sponge-like deal where my um, where the disc used to be. So is is the is, and, is the sponge supposed to be like? Kind of like the form or the bracing that takes place of your vertebrae. Yeah, it turns into the spacer and the sponge-like thing. The way he he called it a sponge-like thing. It's it's, it's full of um, bone protein. <laughs> oh, so so it's it's the it it's what forms the new matrix and actually grows your bone. It's it's like the beginning the, foundation of your bone matrix. That's right, and the actual that'll help the two L four and L five fuse together, and what it promotes the growth of the bones, and also they use some of my own tissue, and they may use some of my own bone material, but they also said they may use, depending on how serious it is, they may use uh, cadaver bone. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man! You'll have some dead guy or girl's bone in you. I hope it'll be. I hadn't thought about the gender thing, but I like the girl part. Yeah, if you, had, <laughs> if you had if you had some girl bone in you, dead girl, dead girl bone. I just yeah. If I, anybody fooling around with me and scratching me around the back area, be careful. That's where she lives. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, they do that. They they, they put all they put that. Um, material in between the bones, and then um, they got everything all cleaned up, and then they lay a lay a, about a quarter inch titanium rod next to L four and L five. There's little bone uh, projections that come out of the out of the vertebrae that per, uh, create kind of a trough between the two. Okay. And they lay this they lay this rod in. I forget what those bone projections are called, but anyway, bone spurs um, or something like that. 
Well, no, look, I got spurs. They're going to grind those away, too. These aren't spurs. This is actually part of the uh, real vertebra. And oh. you have to look, look at a picture of a vertebra. And you'll they're see the li- coming off the side. The little tand- tandons or whatever they're called. Yeah, well, yeah. And so they lay this quarter-inch titanium rod in there, and then they run a screw into each vertebra, L4 and L5, after they got them lined up. And, they, and that stabilizes them and uh the titanium screws and they go about three quarters away into each vertebra and oh. then that that but that keeps them from moving and then all of the bone protein and sponge thing and all that stuff um promotes growth between the two bones which help the two fuse together and it actually grows new bone in between oh wow okay so do you have to wear a back brace or anything after this yeah, actually, I got one today. Oh, have you have you tried it on? Oh yeah, it's great. <laughs> it even has a it even has a pocket. It's actually just a real back brace. I was I, I was saying it was going to be more of a girdle like thing, but it's just a real fancy back brace, and it's got a pocket in the back. You can put gel pack and you can cool down the gel pack. Oh, nice. Oh, very cool. In the freezer. Um, and also, um, I have this ice machine that I use when I have a knee replaced. They um, gave me this ice machine that has a tube you fill it up with ice and water, and it pumps the cold water through and into this pad that went around my knee and then back in. It just circulates the water. Oh, but it always keeps it really cold. Yeah, and so, it, it, and so I got... I'm going to get one of those that adapt to my unit, which I have to remember to bring in when I go to the hospital Friday, but it's got a pocket for that, and it's also got a pocket for the gel. It's a really snazzy one, and it's heavy duty, and I can suck it up really tight. And Good. it has a front, it has a front panel that supports um, your abdomen. So hey, it'll so look it, like you have a six pack too. What? <laughs> I said it'll look like you have a six pack too. Oh yeah. A six. It looks like battle armor, actually. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Is it going to give you like the best posture you've had in years, or what? Well, I could. I'll be able to fake it better. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. How? Um. <laughs> hey, did so? So they're going to be putting screws in and doing all of that stuff inside of a two-inch incision. That's pretty much. It's all done. It's all done. Um, a lot of it's done through this. Uh, I mean, they, they got a lot of visual stuff, but what they do is, you see, I, I, I found out about this by asking a simple a question. I said, can, can I have a video of the operation? <laughs> awesome. And they, and they went, well, no, we're not going to do that. But we, and the gal, his, the surgeon's assistant, who is really cool, her name is Susie, of all things, but, um, she says, as far as pictures go, when we get in around the nerve, we'll be able to take some pictures because we have this magnifying unit that's, that hangs over me. And, and the assistant and the doctor look into it. What it does is it magnifies where they're operating. You know, and it's like a, a, a fancy two-person microscope, but it's, it's large and it's on a thing and they can bring it down. But when they're Work doing the nerve work, they can. Um, it's magnified. So, I don't know how many times. So but. they're gonna take. They pic- they'll take pictures of your nerves. 
Yeah, they said they can get me, they can uh, take some digital um, pics of my uh, the nerve bundle and stuff when they get in there. Isn't that <laughs> isn't that Whoa. kind of crazy, like, kind of almost like a metaphysical thing? Like, you know, you have to deal with your nerves on a day-to-day basis with things, and yet they're going to take pictures of your nerves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a trip. Well, the nerve... Actually, the nerves coming out of the spine itself on each side, like the sciatic nerve, for instance, um, you can actually see the sheath and all of that. And my main issue is the nerve pain. Most of this, most of this work is all being done to promote nerve the the healing of the nerve bundles around my spine because that's where all the pain. The bone part doesn't hurt; it's well, the nerves around. Right, right. Um, yeah. Well, so so what, uh, how long is your, oh, first of all, did you figure out what brand tools they're using? Well, I, I did ask. I did. I, I actually asked, I said, you, you're, so you're, when they're walking me through this procedure, I said, oh, is that a Dremel? Is it Makita? Or is it Skill? Or what she says? No, it's actually, she said, technically it's the same as Dremel. But it's all surgical, and it's a different brand name. Oh, gotcha. And, um, they, it's higher speed. But she said, basically, it's a high-tech Dremel. And um, I very, guess it has light. Huh, very cool. What's your recovery time look like? Well, the recovery time, well, to begin with, I'll be in the hospital from Friday to Monday or Tuesday, depending on oh. my mobility. Oh. Um, as soon as I can walk and go take a piss, and whatnot, um, they'll let me go home. That's good. They don't even require taking a shit as one of the st- <laughs> right, just taking just, a piss. Number one's good. That's why, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Um, and then um, once I get home, I'm uh, to stay as immobile as possible for a couple weeks, just, other than just walking around and doing normal stuff yeah you don't know? don't go for a fucking bike ride right from well yeah ride. i asked about this and when can i ride my bike and they said well you after about a month and a half or something like six weeks maybe eight weeks hey um, hey i know how much you love that bike man stick to stick don't don't push it oh no no i'm not gonna you know when i healed up from my knee i did everything the way i was supposed to and then uh, when it was time to start moving, I doubled up on the therapy, and it, and I healed up in real quick time. Yeah. But yeah, with this, Are they- I just ha- I have to be I have to be immobile for um, at least a month, basically, other than just walking where I have to walk. And so, does that mean like no extended time standing, cooking yourself food in your stove, or yeah, I, all that? Um, I'm I'm going to have help for the first part um okay but but um otherwise uh yeah it just looks like you know just do my normal stuff but i can't do anything other than that so gotcha. this year i don't get this year i don't get to fish yay well hey that's <laughs> actually that's probably pretty good for you mentally <laughs> well i'm gonna pull in some favors this year there's there's people I've been giving fish to for oh, a yeah. long time. Yeah, of course. 
But um, it, it's no problem. It's no problem getting fish. Are you gonna be doing? Are you gonna be doing uh, like water therapy in the pool again? For yeah, yeah. After a couple months, um, if everything's healing up right, my friend Terry Dawson, who you might remember from Seawalk, oh, of, of course I remember Terry. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, he just had the same thing done, basically the same thing in January. And he was coming to the pool when I was doing my pool thing. He started started coming in the beginning of April. So January, February, March, he had like, he had his operation January 15th, middle of January, and then uh, March. And then April is when he started his aqua therapy. So a couple of months after, I'll go back in and start a new program in the pool. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. That was a way cool thing. The pool deal is way cool. It helped me a lot, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I bet. Yep. Well, and then so do this thing. they're doing all this and then preparing for your neck, right? I'm not going to do my neck, probably. Really? Yeah, um, for one thing, one of the things that the aqua therapy did for me was it, what, one of the um, teachers is um, fl- what's called floating traction. They put flotation around my neck, put weights on, five-pound weights on each foot, and um, flotation, like a, it's just like a life jacket, basically, one of, you know, the horseshoe-type life jacket around my neck, uh-huh. flotation. Um and then, so I float with weight on my feet and flotation up above, and I just float. And what it does is it expands the spine. Oh, wow. It's really cool. And it, it took me about three weeks before I noticed. It took me uh, four or five, maybe half a dozen sessions before I could actually notice any real progress. But it actually helped a lot. And, um, oh, and then, see, initially I was going to have my neck done first. And then I... Wow! I decided I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do my back first, and they had me figured out for my neck, and one had to go in from the back, and they had to go in from the front because they insert the disc replacement parts in from the front of the neck. So it's two operations, and I just and it's a way longer recovery time. And I decided I wasn't going to do that if I had to heal from my neck with a bad back. I, I thought that suck. Oh yeah, that'd be fucking but, terrible. Oh. Yeah, so then I so then I had this consultation with the doctor and told him why, and he says, and my new surgeon actually told me, he says that's probably the smartest thing he did, <laughs> Good. because I never because he says he doesn't think um, that, that my neck surgery would improve that anything that much, other than going in and getting rid of some arth- some of the arthritis, but the major structural restructure, uh, you know. Yeah, um, the structural repairs. He says it probably isn't that necessary at your age, and we'll look at that up the road. But um, right. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, 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 shit, man. Now with like a new knee and a new back, and you know a clean bill of health, man. You're going to be like another twenty goddamn years. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? What's going to be cool is walk, being able being able to walk um, for a couple miles or, or whatever, um, or however long I want to. Uh, 
without my legs going numb and hurting like hell and shit like that. Um, so is that is so, that is that kind of primarily the reason that you ride the bike is because it it alleviates the stress off your legs? That's right. Gotcha. So you can keep the muscular structure working. It's just the bone support that kills you walking, huh? Yeah, it's bone and, and the nerve damage is what. Oh, and yeah. So, and and because I, I keep myself in, because I, have, you know, I kept myself physically fit for most of my life. Um, I got good muscular musculature in my back too. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and I, they're, they're they're checking me out, and they just they tell me, you, you know, you got good. You know, my abdomen needs a little work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but generally speaking, yeah. Um, he says that when I I I'll, when, as soon as I get out of bed in the hospital, um, I'm on. Hang on, I'm on the phone live on the radio. All right. Okay. Um. So uh, what was that saying? Um, um, as soon as you get out of the hospital. Oh, it, it, well, I'm in the hospital. As soon as I can get up and walk, and other than the surgical pain, the doctor said I'll be able to uh, notice the difference right away as soon as I start walking. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. So I'm waiting to see. Very good, man. Uh, Very good. Well, um, yeah, I was, well it sounds like you're staying super positive. And, um, you know, there's, they didn't say there's any comp worries about anything. Like, did they give you any warnings, like anything they're worried about? Or they just said this should be paint, like, you know, an easy sailing thing well, or what? Well, yeah, generally it's a, it's a, this is the most standard back operation they do. Gotcha. Okay. And, I gotcha. And, and the, the major part of course is is the uh, surg- healing from the actual surgery itself, mm-hmm. and you know the, the 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 keeping it clean, the hygienic thing around the the incision, and um, just taking it easy. But I've been practicing taking it easy lately. Good. So, <laughs> so awesome. I don't have. Well, if you're, you know, so I don't... if you being my dad, if if you're anything like me. Mm-hmm. Um, you have trouble taking it easy. Well, yeah, it gets frustrating, but um, I've um, I've perfected. Yeah. Um, I've actually perfected um, uh, laziness to the point of uh, to a high degree. <laughs> you would be like a second degree belt black belt in lazy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I know. That I I have a better. I have a synonym for lazy, but it's, it escapes my mind right now. Very cool. All right, man. Well, <laughs> hey, hey, this has been great. We got to start wrapping up the show. Thank you for calling. Well, yeah, I'm glad I, I finally looked at my phone and realized it was Wednesday night. And uh, I just want to say thanks. And um, maybe next time I'll talk about my penile implant. There you go. There you go. Yeah, man. Sounds perfect. <laughs> we will, that sounds good. We'll have a. Uh, we'll have. A, we we want to have another call post surgery, and you know, hear how your recovery's going. Um, yeah, man. Let's. Yeah, for sure. We'll have this. You know, calling back soon. Yeah, we'll do it again, and we'll do it update. Sounds good. Love you, Dad. <laughs>
hope you guys can and give the ladies a hug for me and Jason. It's good to hear your voice. Yep, good to talk to you too. <laughs> Always a pleasure, man. Right on. <laughs> rock and roll, rock and roll. Make yep. it loud. Keep it loud. Yeah, we, <laughs> we will. Love you, Dad. <laughs> love you guys too. Thanks yep, very much. You, and uh, hi to everybody out in the wherever this is going. Hey, this is, <laughs> we're we're at eleven different countries in the world, man. Eleven different countries so far. <laughs> all right all right <laughs> okay well, guys have a good night thanks you too bye bye-bye man that was a hell of a conversation always i love listening to your dad's stories man he is he goes there <sighs> not only are they always just like what just <laughs> they're always Ah, they're always the perfect story, like how he tells it. Like, it's everything that you would expect, you know. He has a hell of a life, dude. And and it's like, and it just comes through with his story because he'll like tell little parts of like the detail that like really played out, like with the rest of what he's saying, kind of thing. I don't know. It's fun. So, and he never, ever forgets a female's name no, ever no he has and them I, all on lockdown he knows every woman he every woman's name he's ever talked to in his whole entire life my I'm females a firm believer females are my dad is it's primal. his forte he's primal <laughs> he, re, he recognizes that the opposite sex are an important part of life and it's survival fabulous. and he's just all about it um <laughs> it's amazing right. um no he uh that was really cool. He seemed mm. good, high spirits. Oh yeah, big for a big operation, this kind uh-huh. of thing. But he he, he was excited. Good. You know, he um, was all ready to. He knew exactly how. Yeah, and you know, like I don't know, you can tell. No, he's good. It makes me feel really good hearing that. Of course, not to mention he's already had like a fairly good sur- or a big surgery. He's like already had knee his knee operation. replaced. Yeah. Oh man, he already was, has a face. It was knee. awesome hearing him like talk about the gear, like th- of the recovery process, and having like you know fluid running through his knee and cooling it down to heal it and you know like man when yeah. i have sore joints and stuff i work in a cooler and even then that that cold temperature and just like fuck yeah i kind of like my body's already warmed up and just then like i'm right but, above then I'm freezing the, but then i'm in yep. the cold and then like i just feel like naturally kind of refreshed even awoken and it's fun man it's, it's cool though with you know for sure your dad's been everywhere everywhere well <laughs> i was gonna say he's going to get back on tell us recovery but there's a few stories in general that i want put out there um he's going to tell a story about him taking i he told me he would do this and he would because he's only told me the story once and it's my favorite story he's ever told me <laughs> well actually no there's a, oh, there's I a, think that's there, a story there's I know there's it. a tie for two stories one is about him taking 200 hits of acid at one time um that's one story accidentally accidentally not so we're told he he'll he'll let you know and it's an amazing story um and the other one is a car race against he was in a 60s volkswagen bug which is awesome because i'm building a bug and so he was he was in a 60s something i don't know i can't remember all the way volkswagen bug and he raced a mustang through downtown seattle like really raced like yeah. multiple I don't know he'll tell the story but those two stories are my favorite stories he's ever told me about his life but I want to get him so one thing he did say and I don't know might wrap this up mm. maybe after this um <laughs> but he told me that he wants to write a memoir he wants to write like a kind of autobiography 
cool. And he wants me to help him write it. So what he wants to do is through things like this and stories he tells uh-huh. but to us on the show and then other things. Have a little audio book, audio book at the well, end. Well, <laughs> maybe an, a collection of his words in himself, mm. but he wants he Quotes. wants me to write his autobiography. Mm. So he wants to tell me all of his stories because he, he knows he's dying soon. And I know he's dying soon. I mean, not, not I don't want to say soon, like within the month, you know, he's yeah, 70 obviously. years old. And I mean, the reason he has all these things is because he's he was a skydiver and he jumped out of planes for 10 years, dude, mm. like for fun. Just mm. he his very first wedding. He showed up late to his wedding on purpose so that everybody wondering where he was. He, he didn't tell his bride. The only person that knew was his best man. Mm-hmm. And he was coming into his very first wedding. He purposely showed up late so everyone would be upset so he could jump out of an airplane and skydive in a <laughs> bright blue tuxedo. Like, imagine Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. A bright blue <laughs> yeah, tux. Yeah. He skydove mm-hmm. in a bright blue tuxedo and parachuted and landed at his ceremony and unclipped the fucking the, the thing <laughs> and walked up parachute. and walked up and said, sorry. It was a long fall. <laughs> that was his words. He told me, I'll never forget that. <laughs> that it was a long never. fall. And then he got married. And that's like she, she forgave him. She was like, I can't be mad that you're late because you literally fell out of the sky for me. <laughs> like, he, I mean, that, that, this is He's my like, father. I arranged all that. Yeah. That stuff came together and, and it was memorable. Yeah. Yeah. No, Crazy. I mean, this is, you know, he's lived a hell of a life, man. And, oh, yeah. and we're going to hear some amazing stories. But yeah. I don't know. Cool to hear that motivation. That's kind of what we're about on this bazooka podcast. Oh yeah, and uh, bazooka. Can I give the boom? Do it. I haven't given the boom yet. Do this it. has been a whole bazooka. We had an amazing talk. Uh, and I got charcoals already charcoaling. Yeah, so during I got the a fire going. No one even realized that Jason started his barbecue during that whole thing. Oh yeah, because we're amazing in this bitch. Hey, one thing I wanted to say. Oh. So. We That's got bazooka, Jason, maybe? Jason and Jada went to went bowling the other night. Yes. And they played games. We did. And they won. Oh yeah, we haven't even talked about we it. We haven't even talked about it. Tell oh, them, shit. tell them. Um, yeah, we did. We went bowling and Jada and I frequent uh Big Owls, which is a bowling big it's kind of it's like It's David, like a bowling and it's gaming like David center. Busters. Yeah. If you know what Dave and Busters is with or, bowling, or it's Dave adult and, Chuck E. Cheese, you know. With bowling. <laughs> exactly. Chuck E. Cheese or Dave and Busters don't, don't have, have bowling. bowling. But uh yeah, man, we've racked up a lot of tickets. We love gaming. We have a good time. We just freaking do play dates. It's almost like you're at the carnival kind of thing, you know. Right. Same kind of thing, but um, we freaking stumbled upon this epic freaking lava lamp, man. Yes. And so at the top of it, man, we should just take a picture of it. We'll take a picture of it and post we'll it post, tonight. We'll post it tomorrow when we sh- when we post this episode. Right, right. We'll share it with the gas So pump. I'll describe it as best as I can. I we'll take a picture of both of our lava lamps together. together. Yep. They even look really cool right now. I know. But uh, so at the top, there's like a little bulb and it says premium gas high octane which is very fitting we've talked about the gas canning we've talked about kpgce and we've talked about our leg tattoos you should be able to put it together by now if you're a true fan right so at the bottom well it has a great long shaft cylindrical fucking i love that it has a great long shaft it does and it it's amazing it makes me feel great and it's all basically red 
Um, yep. And I love that it has the the gas nozzle at the bottom mm, and an actual upward. hose. Like it's a real rubber hose and you mm-hmm. can move it uh, around. Right. It's a freaking sexy little lav lamp. It's wonderful. So it's here's, cool. So here's what I love. Interesting fun fact. Interesting fun fact. We have two lava lamps in the studio now. Here's what I loved about it and here's what I want to talk about mm. is – we turned them on before the podcast. We we forgot to turn them on before the gym tonight. We went to the gym. We did that whole thing. We got back. Uh-huh. Turned on both lava lamps at the same time. We wanted to see which one warmed up first. Well, the gas pump, the new one, it it sprouted out of the coldness. Like when it when it warmed right up, away. it right away, almost right away, it, it sprouted. Mm. But then it stayed like that. Dormant. For, dormant forever. The other one, our first original one, um, our tapered cylindrical one, slowly warmed up and sprouted during my dad's call. Almost right when almost right when he first called, the other one finally sprouted and started mm-hmm. giving its blobs. Um and but then from there, as soon as that one was giving its first blobs, the gas pump had like all settled back down at the bottom. <laughs> Might I say, if we were to hashtag, it should be giving its first blobs. Giving Is that its too first. Lo- Is nope, that too nope, long? Nope. That's going to be it. Hashtag giving its first blobs. I'm going to write that down right now. Giving its so first blobs. So as it was giving, as, as our hashtag ta- lava lamp also. Hashtag lava lamp. Hashtag giving its first blobs. Um, <laughs> so as our tapered one was then doing its first blobs, um, the other one was like settling all its first sprouts back down mm. and like starting to warm up and roll. But I noticed that even though the f- gas pump sprouted first, mm. by the time they both are doing this right now, which they're both collecting bubbles, pushing one up, yeah, it floats up the tube a ways, comes back down, mixes with the bottom. They're like beginning the roll, the standard. Like, see, that one just broke, and it's mm. floating. It's not going up high. See, it's interesting. This one, look at how it's just starting to break. Mm-hmm. Oops, that one cooled down. It's Well, it's, oops, I, have, go. I have kind of a theory, maybe. But what I'm saying I have is, a theory. What, here's what's amazing. Here, Really quick, I'll let you go right after this. <laughs> okay. It, Even though we turned, we turned them on at the same time, mm-hmm. even though the gas pump broke first, it took the same amount of time for them to start the roll and yeah. actually get hot enough where the wax was doing its fluid motion, it took the same amount of time. So I have a theory. And then I also have a way to debunk it in a way. Hashtag lava lamp? Yeah. <laughs> hashtag so, what? Our, hashtag lava lamp? Hashtag? Getting its first blobs? Giving its first blobs, yep. So our older tapered lava lamp is wider at the base. So the light is able to hit a wider surface and heat up more liquid. And it's also partially a little smaller or shorter. So I don't know. If I that's wonder which. No, I, see, I wonder but, which but one has the one more, more volume. One more. Um, This one does. You think this one has more yeah, liquid inside? I think they're actually about one. equal. They're probably about equal. Oh, that's such a good question. But um, I think that the one, the new one, the gas can, I think that the fluid in it is more viscous, maybe. Or it has it has a, a lower a melting point, right? It it it, it becomes fluid versus solid at be- a lower temperature. Exactly. Yeah. So, and to come up with a reason well, why that, the it density, shoots up the density the heat just when it's all flat when it's, 
yeah. it heats up faster because the light refracts off it right. through the little bit of liquid so th- onto it. So it all heats up quick, and then it just shoots up really quick. And then, and then, then it's all cold because yeah. it's all cold at the top away from the light. Because it's taller. And, and then just gets stuck. And then my favorite part of the is whole the fucking lava lamp is when that first initial thing is just like... The blobs. <laughs> and it collapses back down and mixes in. So I don't know. I hope someone out there is like is on a lava mushroom. lamp fiend. Well, I, I hope there are mushrooms. <laughs> Maybe. We'll leave that at a question mark. <laughs> and on that... But I like... <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Dude, I think fucking lava lamps are mind-blowing. It's epic. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, Well, this weekend, my sister Annie will be on the show. And uh, we'll hear all about everything... Who knows where it's going to go? We love you all, humans. Hell yeah, everybody. Thank you for listening. Thank you for everything. We're appreciative. We promise. See you this weekend. Thanks.